Greg. I open Twitter and find that March Madness is done for good. <laughs> Shit, dude, you made me wait so long I forgot the rest of the words that I was going <laughs> to say. That's on you. Yeah, uh, the list- listeners don't know this, but I'm about 20 minutes late getting here with Craig. Uh, in full disclosure, uh, it's it's been a hell of a day, man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, for those of us who work in, uh, you know, public schools it's just kind of been like this waiting game for okay when's the when's the shoe gonna drop when's it gonna happen when's it gonna you know it finally happened today they closed our school and actually didn't close it we were closed uh tomorrow will be our last day friday will be our last day so but yeah finally dealing with that parents kids everybody's kind of angsty about it but at least now we got a little we got a little resolution yeah i was thinking it. it's kind of funny when they uh they delay like they did it for Disneyland too. They delay the these things for the next week for the sake of convenience. But right. it's like but what was the purpose of doing it in the first place? Then? Yeah. Like I mean, well, I you don't like... want to put parents out like a day like I get I get it like the day before, right. but by the right. same time it's like if it's that dangerous then Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't be going to school tomorrow. Which I'm sure a lot of kids won't actually. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, the, <laughs> I was talking with Sarah about that. I was like, we, we were both speculating how many uh, kids will actually be at school tomorrow. I wouldn't so have I went know. to school when I was in high school. Yeah, on next week's podcast, we'll uh, we'll give you a little update about uh, the school. I don't know what we're gonna. So last year we were like, what are we gonna talk about? And then we were like, oh, everything worked out great this year. <laughs> I really don't know what we're going to actually talk about for the next, you know, three months or whatever, however well, long it takes. I don't know. But Well, today we have plenty to talk about. Next we week do. Maybe we'll do a, a retrospective of the basketball season, and then maybe. I am out of ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to think of something. I don't know. You're pretty creative. I'm going to lean on you for that one. God damn it. <laughs> Never reveal your skills, people. Then that's people, absolutely uh, true. Yeah, it's like you know, them. don't don't ever let people know what you're capable of because you know if you do, people will expect that from you. Exactly. It's good, good advice good at advice. work. You know, yeah. Well, this is podcast versus everyone, right? Yeah, this is podcast versus everyone. I'm Craig Powers. Uh, as far as I know, coronavirus free. With me is Jeff Newser. I may or may not be coronavirus free. I don't know. I've been hanging out in a building with, you know, 2,000 people for the last, you know, two months while it's been spreading unabated. So, yeah. So as far as I know, I don't have coronavirus, but since I live in the United States of America, even if I did, I really have no way of finding out. So that's true. (laughs) I'd go in there and be like, I think I should be tested. And they'd be like, get to the back of the line, asshole. You got to travel to australia like have minutes. you traveled to australia have you gone to china have you been in south korea no well if you go to australia they'll test you like tom hanks that's right you'll find out tom, ha- tom hanks had been in the united states or if we still played, wouldn't know if you played for the utah jazz that is also true if i was an nba player uh i would be tested yeah it's uh I saw as of this morning, it was like uh, 7,000 people total tested. And, and I know that that's obviously much higher now at the end of the day, but 7,000 people total in America tested and 58 of those are the Utah or our NBA players. So <laughs> because I, the, everybody's life matters in that's, America. That's the standard 
proportion of NBA players to <laughs> to, to the general population. Well, I, uh, I I brought that up with Amanda and her being a you know uh, a nurse practitioner. She actually didn't think it was that crazy because they did have someone in the locker room that would test it positive, so it right. makes sense to test everyone else. I also did hear uh, when I was listening to All Things Considered this afternoon. Uh, they did said that those say that those tests came at the behest of the uh, Oklahoma, uh, whatever health authority uh, down there. They were the ones who came in and were like, "Okay, we need to test y'all." So and then, Mr. So it Rudy, seems like there weren't a lot of strings pulled, but still, Mr. Rudy you know. Gobert looks like the uh, biggest idiot in the United States. Yes, right he now, does. Which is, it's oh, just a big goodness. competition at the moment, but it it really is. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, like, just talk about your all-time backfire, just trying to be a smartass. Well, the hilarious part is, I mean, it's not really hilarious, but it's, like, the part that's, like, you know, just kind of most incredible about it is, you know, he was like, look at me. I'm not scared. I'm going to touch all y'all's microphones because I'm not going to get sick from you, except it was like, ha-ha, joke's on you guys. The sickness is going the other direction. Yeah. I'm sure his uh, his teammates are pretty pissed at him right now. <laughs> well, and like other players on other teams who have you know played against him for the last week, there was a let's see, I saw on Sports Center there was a, a referee that got in between him and another player during a shouting match, and you can very clearly see like saliva flying through the air. From so basically, his referee got spit on by uh, Rudy Gobert uh, in the last few days. So good for that guy. Way to go. But yeah, you could say um kind of Ruby Gobert was Rudy Gobert was the first uh big domino yeah. that um led to basically all sports being cancelled um or suspended. Um, yeah. including um I know my favorite time of the year and I think yours as well. Yep. Um yep. the NCAA tournament, March Madness, will not be happening in any form <sighs> this year. Um, and then, of course, the conference tournaments were halted in their tracks, at least the ones that were still going, um, including one uh, Big East game at halftime. Yeah. Um, it was wild. It's just been wild the last 24 hours how the, it's evolved to the point where while they're playing the games on Wednesday night, all the conferences decide, oh, tomorrow uh, we're going to have no one in the stands except for, you know, essential people and then it's funny that big east game when it tipped off i found it curious what they thought was essential the bands and cheerleaders (laughs) were there i know i was like wait a minute like isn't the band there for like the the fans and then there's there's no fans man like uh, yeah like i I don't know about that decision i don't know why like i can understand maybe you know the radio tv Maybe it's some reporters and uh, right. and I guess family. Family. Um, but why, why, does, why did all these other people? Yeah. Um, yeah, but now, uh, of course, like in the middle of that game, Big East was getting a ton of shitload of, of shit <laughs> As um, for still should. playing. And then uh, it was interesting. I think I kept checking back to see if they would do it during a media timeout, but they obviously made the decision to wait till halftime and then. And then said, nope, it's all done. Um, the ACC one was pretty interesting. Basically, like, 
Florida State and the other team were about to take the floor, and they were like, nope. Uh, the uh, ACC commissioner basically got on the floor on the mic and said, Hey, we're not doing this. Go home. like, sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. And they, and then they gave, they gave Florida state the trophy. For the <laughs> <ACC> championship. <laughs> That's fantastic. And then the, the video is just like, they're like, I have not cool, seen that. Thanks. Like, they're That's like, amazing. this is weird. They're like, you guys get the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. And they must all be thinking the, like that's gonna happen. Yeah, now. that you just ain't happening. This. Like that's not gonna happen. Um, oh my god! Of course, like the NCAA waited longer than most to cancel the tournament. Um, you know, you'd see like Big Sky tournament canceled. Eastern Washington gets the automatic bid, and you're like, okay, automatic bid to what? Like they're right. They're not gonna cancel all the conference tournaments and then hold the NCAA tournament. There's no way they're gonna do that. Um, especially you know, especially after every you know they everything uh, i don't know man there was a thought that uh, maybe the ncaa is just that greedy maybe man, i don't that know i mean but at that point you are eventually had, you yeah, had teams I mean, and conferences pulling out like so you know that you, was the you, big thing like, duke was like yo we're done and then and, and, then, the, AC, and then, then the acc banned all competitions and then yeah kansas and the kansas is like we're not going to the ncaa tournament the pac-12 had over. the pac-12 had not only banned you know that like their competition they said all competitions so that could have technically extended to uh the tournament as well so right really like once you start looking at that like if all these you know you basically half of your uh field is gone <laughs> Um, yep. and you're, you're uh, you, you turn it into the CBI at that point. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Shouldn't they, should the NCAA have just gotten, you know what? Fine. Screw all you guys. We'll take, we'll take people who want to play. And then Wazi's like, we'll play, we'll play, <laughs> <laughs> we'll play. I, we'll go to the NCAA tournament. You know, it'll be like, uh, like, you know, like when the NFL had scabs or something, Yeah. you know? This, it's like the replacement. Someday they'll make like a 30 for 30. What if I told you that a virus was sweeping across America? They and definitely 64 will make schools were brave enough to play in the tournament. This is 30 for 30. Yeah, it's pretty well. I mean, this we will definitely look back and be like, this is, I mean, I hope. Oh, my we'll, gosh. Yeah, Someday when we like, are like old, we're going to be like, remember that? That was some that crazy was shit. Crazy. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, it's I mean, I, I don't think I've fully wrap my head head around today and just watching just you know because already like i personally i was supposed to have a very busy like march april may uh-huh. and i've already had uh three different work trips canceled um we had a, we have a trip to disneyland planned in the middle of april that is teetering on the brink um and the conference that we were going to san diego for as part of that amanda's conference is canceled as well so yeah um but we have a non-refundable hotel so and a non-refundable vrbo uh by disneyland so we're like okay we'll still go if we can disneyland will you know they'll probably be closed um so you know that that's canceled you know our rage against the machine concert is postponed that was supposed to be in late april um i was supposed to have a, a fly out the next day to a conference in florida and then uh, two weeks later, fly to another conference in Florida. I have a feeling all of these things will be eventually canceled. Um, now I, I don't know what the fuck to do, and, and I have all this time, but there's no sports to right? watch. Yeah, there's oh no, my like, you're gosh. gonna you're just gonna be you you would have been free and clear to watch the tournament. 
And you can't. Dude, it would have been my dream. Like, I just would have watched sports, 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 sports for, you know, six weeks. But this whole fucking thing is all over the world. I'm not even going to get soccer out of this shit. Like, I'm not going to get like Arsenal's manager. Yeah. Like for right. Like the Premier League is going on. And we were like, yeah, right. That'll last like maybe a week. No, it's not even lasting a week. Like we've already got one manager down with the coronavirus, which means, you know, who knows how many of his players got it and just, you know, whatever. I mean, it's only a matter of time before, you know, the UK is having the same issues. So, you know, whatever. I mean. The UK, though, I mean, they're they're definitely not dangerous. We should definitely let them fly to the U.S. unabated. So, <laughs> coincidentally, yeah. that's where. Did you know that coincidentally, that's where all the president's golf properties are located? Hmm. Who knew? Uh, that's weird. I don't know, uh, but nowhere else in Europe is safe, but except for those two places where the president owns stuff. But you know, uh, he did. Uh, he did take some time today to congratulate the uh leader of ireland on how well he's handling how well the uk <laughs> is handling the coronavirus yeah, right um the ireland is n- not in the uk for those people who are confused yes. um um so but uh anyways peck man I mean, that was some old school pod that was yeah that was some right old there. school coastal elite stuff right there coastal elite are for the for people who segment. listened to us like you know a year ago when we started this thing and we were like might, let's talk politics might come roaring back because we ain't got this shit is, to talk about yeah this is, but, a t- this is a tough one to to leave politics out of to be but honest, yeah that's this has been uh like a pretty wild um day and in, in i'm exhausted of, from just following everything like i, I don't know, know about i was you. yeah i was like i had a you know a pretty unproductive day at work just because yeah. focusing was so difficult because it's just like one after another things and then you're just waiting for that ncaa tournament one right like, you're like when the hell is the xfl gonna do it you know like right. all this um and and yeah like I said, is anybody I, gonna be ballsy like, enough to play so that we have something to watch like i say my my like social calendar like uh sounders match in two weeks gone uh i was thinking i would get to go to more sounders matches because like these business trips are canceled no those are those are gone too right it's like wiping uh, out everything that's what's crazy yeah but like I it's not like this. we get oh time for whatever like it's legitimately like everything that yeah, I would want to do that we involves doing, yeah. going someplace with people is no, like they canceled freaking Disneyland. Yeah. That's when, you know, it's serious. Yeah. Well, I had a, you know, a half marathon and Amanda's run a 5k yep. Yep. on, on Saturday that got canceled. Obviously. I mean, they had no choice because right. 250 person thing. Yeah. Um, so we, we had the opportunity to run a virtual run, which means just run, Go run it and then tell them what your time was <laughs> like it's on I the honor those. system it yeah. doesn't count towards anything like it's not an official i ran time, my half obviously. marathon in one hour and 26 minutes yeah which some people can do no lie um, not i um <laughs> but i've been training for that for months yeah and... it sucks I, I mean i trained for a half once upon a time it took me months and months i would be i'd be you know fucking irate if i that I training really didn't excited end up in running the race I had like a time target and I was really yeah. excited because I know I was going to hit it and yeah. but I'm still going to, I am going to run like on Sunday, just run a, run a half marathon distance. Yeah. Um, just because of, well, fuck it. I trained for it, but yeah, that's sure. that, that social thing, you know, like 
Defiance games and uh, Sounders games and Mariners games and oh yeah are delayed and uh, obviously watching uh, um, watching the NCAA tournament the conference tournaments which I love like um, this is yeah. always one of the best weekend these this weekend and the next weekend are yep two of my favorite week yep. to, weeks this is like basically my favorite like stretch of the year and then obviously you know who knows about the Masters and um which i'm not that big into that but i know some people really are pour one out for all the gamblers out there (laughs) (laughs) well like think of like i I mean i I know this is uh you know i don't know it seems maybe a little obvious but it's you know think of all of the people affected by it well like okay so like schools is one where people don't always think of all the effects right like so when people are like why don't they just close the schools it's like well you know it's 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 not really quite that simple you know there are a lot of a lot of families that frankly don't have anything to do with children other than send them to school right and so if you take that away particularly for it's one thing if it's like for a day for snow it's another thing if it's like we're talking like six weeks right like that's a huge huge deal for a lot of families um and then you start talking about the number of kids who, you know, get two meals a day at their school. Right. I mean, that's like a really, really big deal, um, you know, and just all the people who work at schools like so teachers, you know, I, I'm at this point, I'm fairly certain I'm going to get paid through this whole thing. But then it's like there are people who work hourly like our you know, bus drivers, uh, custodians, bus drivers, kitchen workers, uh, paraeducators, like all these people are hourly. So are they going to continue to get paid? Like it's like, there's a lot, lot, lot that, um, you know, is a part of this. And, and so, you know, sports, same deal. I mean, there's an entire economic industrial complex built around sports. Right. And it involves, you know, it's not just the players. I mean, they're going to, you know, they're going to get paid and the owners are going to make their money eventually and whatever. But you think of all the, you know, the arena workers and the security. And I mean, just all the people that it takes to, to make sports happen. And, you know, all of a sudden all those people are out of jobs for an indefinite amount of time. That's, you know, it's a, it's a really big deal. And, um, it's, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of money wrapped up in that. And, um, you know, it's just the, the whole thing all around is, is a pretty big bummer. And, um, I don't know that there was any way to avoid this eventuality. Um, it probably should have been done, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but I, you know, I think we probably would have gotten here one way or another at some point. So, you know, it happens and it's definitely going to be weird. And, and I know that, uh, now I have no excuse not to read all the books I have piled up that I've been like, Oh, I don't have time to read that. I got sounders to watch so you know and i'll probably have to spend time with my family i guess so i don't know probably go hiking and you know other kinds of, as long as the weather holds out yeah Ma- amanda outside. said to me amanda said i was like i have nothing like my busy my busy couple of months has now become very boring she's like i guess we'll yep. have to play an outdoor adventures yep. i'm like i definitely have no excuse to not run now so yeah I'll take care of that definitely not going to the ymca though Ooh, buddy. Who buddy? Who knew? I went to the Y the other day. Ugh. I didn't know if it was uh, emptier because of coronavirus or emptier because it's March and everyone's given up. Yeah, on their, and I feel like like I know the the one out here. I, I imagine that you know. So you're in Tacoma, so they're all connected. It's Tacoma, you know, Pierce County, whatever. Um, but I feel like they're staying open just because if they close, then they can't collect the membership fees. If they stay open, it's like, hey, you know, we're open. So, 
<laughs> you know, I don't uh, think they can take a month of not collecting membership fees. And again, you know, the same thing. It's like, you know, there are people with jobs there and, you know, I mean, all that kind of stuff. So I definitely did not let Atticus go to wrestling practice last night, though. That was that was a no go. No, uh, no getting up close and tight with another kid slobbering on you. So I'm sure that's all canceled at this point as well. It right? is not huh? canceled yet. So <laughs> if you can believe that. No. So, um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, what you were talking that impacted obviously in sports, uh, the players are fine, uh, or the professionals they're fine. They're still going to get paid. Yeah, um, at, at least in the major leagues. Yeah, uh, but then you of course have all the the staff that for these games, particularly the events. Um, you know, all these locations for March Madness, where all these people are going to be staffing these these things, and now the arena is going to be empty. There's not going to be anyone there. Um, Surrounding so they, restaurants, hotels, yeah. like all yeah. You that think stuff. about Sounders. Uh, I was looking at you know one of my favorite um, places to. Um, uh, uh, frequent before Sounders and Mariners matches is Collins Pub. Oh, um, and, love that uh, place. Uh, they tweeted today. Um, let me just find it so I get it exactly. And I, I asked them to follow up, but I didn't get a follow up. But um, uh, valued pub guests, we are open today, tomorrow, close this weekend, and we'll evaluate next week's plan in the next couple of days. I'm no quitter. And if the decision is to close the restaurant, it'll be one of the most difficult things I've done in my life. That sounds pretty permanent, not just uh, like not not just a uh, um, uh, decision to close, you know, in in the time being. And that's when you think about these restaurants have very you know thin margins and. Um, probably being closed for a week can kill yeah. them. Yeah. And astronomical um, rents being yep. located at uh, Smith Tower. Yep. So. So yeah, I, I I'll be pretty bummed that that's you know that's an example I you know I've seen on uh, um, just uh, you know uh, one of my places I used to frequent Three Magnets in Olympia that their restaurant portion um, they get a lot of people coming in and watch games and stuff but like even before that they have it's just people not going out as much they have. They had had a twenty percent dip last week in uh, yeah. in tickets, and so yeah, you, you're you're seeing a lot of that. Um, I, I've seen a lot of recommendations from people try to you know if you can support your local businesses like uh, get yeah. takeout. We went out tonight. We yeah. went out tonight and ate at our local Mexican restaurant out here. So. Yeah, we went we went over to um, Beer Storm nearby and uh, uh, had a and then ate from the food truck there and everything. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, but Hey, if you don't like, you can, uh, you can obviously try to get takeout. I mean, I could still see if you're afraid that the person handling your food is ill. Um, so I don't blame anyone, but if you feel like you're fine and you feel confident enough, um, it'd probably be good to, um, yeah. not totally pull back all your money from all those businesses because you're going to yeah. be pretty sad if they're not there when this is all over. <laughs> I mean, unless they spit on your food, you're probably okay. Yeah, so. yeah. You know who the real victim is here, Craig? Gonzaga. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> Craig, official statement from Gonzaga. This was when the NCAA decided not to have fans. So, now, the, the context, the full yeah. context, of course, is that 
they're hosting in the Spokane Arena, right? So uh, Idaho is hosting in Spokane Arena, which means that uh, Gonzaga, Gonzaga gets there. to play there because um, they're not actually the host. So this was this was their official statement. We recognize the difficult conditions that forced the NCAA to make this decision. The current situation is very disappointing for our student athletes and coaches, and it will have an undeniable impact on their experience. They've worked their whole lives for this moment, and due to the circumstances, they are going to have a diminished experience. We have an amazing amount of support in the Spokane community, and we are disappointed for them to not be able to be in attendance and experience the games. How many times could you use the word experience? And disappointed. Don't, don't they have Grammarly? Like, it just tells you. Like, <laughs> it just tells you. Using even, the word the free, too much. Even, even the free version, it just tells you that you've used a word too much. Dude, like, and it was so funny, too, because this was, this was last night that this came out, right? Yeah. I mean, this, which is how fast everything happened. Um, but, it, you know, it comes out last night, and uh, every, like, literally everyone else is like, man, this sucks, but, man, we got to yeah, stay we healthy. We got to yeah. do what's right. We totally get it. Gonzaga's the one, like, turd in the punch bowl going, wah, poor us. <laughs> well, I'll say if, in, in kind of uh, cosmic timing, uh, while I was watching – um espn today and they were um kudos to them like their coverage has been actually really good um sports yeah, they're built been, for this sports center has been more watchable yep. for this than most uh cable yep. news outlets and stuff yep. um but uh yeah so um they had mark few on and while uh, mark few was on the they broke like they, um, Neil Everett, I think, was interviewing him, and Neil Everett got the news that they were canceling the tournament, and so he broke the news to Mark Few, and Mark Few just—it was that same tenor that you read in that in that statement. He's just like, "Well, that's just really disappointing," and, and he's like, "I thought we could postpone it instead of cancel it," which is like a fair question, I think, but like just the fact that he wasn't. He wasn't even really, you know, like that, like, oh, I understand, blah, blah, blah. He's just, he was just mad that they wouldn't postpone it um, because, you know, he thinks he has a national championship team and he's not going to get right. his win in his national championship. But, um, and, asshole. yeah, but, the, but, but yeah, he was very whiny. It was the Mark Few we know and love. Yeah. Um, the but, Mark uh, Few that most people don't notice or decline to pay attention to. It was a perfect, I was like, oh my God, like, like the, it was like the perfect guy to have on for that moment um it's almost like espn probably knew it was coming and then maybe put him on because they knew he would be the one that be um it's fantastic but, but yeah let's let's talk a little bit that like uh do you think like how hard would it have been would it have made any sense uh for them to postpone it and then try to do the tournament later i mean i think it depends on how long you think this is really gonna last right so so okay so last night uh, you know, Wazoo puts out their statement that says, okay, we are going to uh, no fans at any of our sporting events. And again, this was again, it, like in a matter of like 12 hours, it went from everything was fine to okay, no fans to okay, everything's canceled. <laughs> right? It was, it's just like it all happened so head spinningly fast. But at the time that that came out, I kind of thought, you know, we were speculating about the spring game, for example, right? Right. And, you know, I kind of went, I mean, the spring game is six weeks away. Like that's, uh, you know, I, I don't like I, that seems it seems premature to just sort of declare, oh, yeah, the spring game's probably fucked. Like, I, I, I mean, that's a while from now. Right. 
but I would say sort of given, um, I mean, the NCAA's decision to cancel everything, uh, including like not not just this, but like including all spring sports, right? The so College World Series, like like, like the College World Series, which doesn't happen until June, June right? Mid to late June, it is already yeah. done. And it's like, whoa, uh, uh, when that happened, I was like, whoa, really? You know, that seems like a lot. I mean, because you know, right, right now the NBA is like uh, at least two weeks. MLS has gone 30 days. You know, uh, baseball has canceled the rest of spring training and pushed back their first day by two weeks. So that's really about a month from now. So it's kind of like, okay, so the range seems to be, you know, two weeks to a month, right? And so to wipe out something that's, you know, three months away seemed uh i don't know just like 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 a lot um but i also wonder if you know they were looking at it like okay well first of all the the ncaa term is a massive logistical monstrosity right because you're you you know you've got however many venues and not that they couldn't find alternate venues i'm sure they could but um, but you know, you're dealing with a lot of venues and a lot of moving pieces and it well, takes, yeah, you had them, a lot of home, uh, college yeah, venues it, that could have been takes free, them years. Honestly, I mean, you know, years in advance what the sites are. Yeah. Like, but like, I this mean, is a years you had, thing. You, but uh, the, the women play on, on, uh, on, uh, home sites. That's true. That so, is like, true. In, you know, those are going to be free. That is I mean, true. not and necessarily, they, but, uh, and they could have gone that route with the men's tournament. Just as a fix if they wanted to do it. And given the fact that there's so much money on the line for this with the NCAA and with the broadcast partner. Yeah. uh, The broadcast part is, yeah, the ticket gates that they were willing to do that. But I think why you saw them delay. Yeah. For five hours or whatever today behind everyone else, like it was the broadcast. Right. So the only thing I can assume is that, they know more than we do about just how long this is probably going to continue to affect things that they just went. I mean, are we talking? Cause I'm sure as they waited and, and I know, you know, we all sort of were like, what are they waiting for? What are they waiting for? What are they waiting for? Well, you know, I mean, let's assume these are intelligent people working mm-hmm. on this, which, you know, they may be completely selfish and myopic and, you know, whatever exploitative and whatever word you want to put to it, but they're certainly not stupid. And so I assume they were sitting around trying to figure out, okay, what if, you know, is this, are we talking a two week delay? Are we talking a four week delay? Like, are we, how, like, what's the upper end of what this could be? And my guess is that the answer they got back was that, no, this is, (laughs) this people that are thinking this is going to be two weeks or four weeks are are, are sort of pie in the sky at the moment. And that uh, they're going to, they're just going to end up continuing to push things back. Uh, That's my guess. I, I would, I would be, if that's what ends up happening, that would sort of jive with the idea of, you know what, we're just going to wipe everything out and just be done with it because otherwise that I don't think it makes much sense to not postpone it. So the fact that they didn't postpone it, I think reveals uh, just how long of a process I think we could be in for with, uh, with sports. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I feel like it's probably, like early um but also for all we know it's been around for longer than we realize i mean i yeah. think there's a lot of us here in 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 the northwest that 
are kind of looking back at some illnesses that have swept through our family. And, oh yeah. Um, and wondering, was yep. that it? Yep. Um, I know we've in our Slack have had several conversations about that. Yep. So, I mean, you hope it was because if you're fine now, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. So maybe that was it. And maybe, maybe we've already been getting the worst of it and, and, uh, it's only going to seem worse because we're actually starting to test, but, um, I mean, I hope that's the case. I hope it doesn't get worse, but I, I've seen some projections that it's going to get a heck of a lot worse. And then also this, uh, I mean, uh, the, the term they use for all these, um, canceling all these events is social distancing. Yeah. And, uh, um, obviously I'd recommend, I'm sure you would too, that medium article on that, um, which shows that ha actually has some effect. So if you're getting pissed off that you can't, um, go to or see or any of these events or go to them in person, um, it seems that this, there's some kind of statistical proof that, um, it, this can actually help, uh, stem the impact of, of, a of a pandemic. So, um, hopefully, um, that is true. And then hopefully everyone thinks this was all an overreaction, um, by the end, because it actually worked <laughs> and, uh, um, it, it's, it's very sad, you know, it's like, as a fan and we can get into the players in a little bit, maybe when we talk about WSU, but, um, that's a good, I think um, starting point for that. But as a fan, you know, it does feel like you kind of lost something. Um, there's something that you just every year is like, uh, this is what we do. You know, we watch March madness. It's like one of the things you look forward to every year. Yeah. And, um, you follow it, you have your, your office pools and all that's where gambling is suddenly fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. And, and, uh, you know, obviously I talked about some of the in-person events that, you know, that were on my social calendar, um, that, that are, they're not going to happen. And, and just, you know, that just, you know, oh, it's the Saturday, the Sounders are on, on tonight or whatever, you know, um, obviously, um, you know, I, I would have loved to watch the Cougs again. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, maybe followed a better Cougar baseball team this, this spring. Um, but, uh, none of that's happening. And, and so, yeah, you feel a little bit of a loss for that, but also at the same time, it's like, and, I, and I'll read Jeff, we'll get into that. I'll read Jeff Pollard's tweet on it. I think yeah. it's really good. Um, but I'll, I'll get, so we get into that in a little bit, but, but I, but for, for me personally, um, it's still like, I get it we don't want to all end up fucking sick and like, yeah. um, it's, 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 it's worth it for, you know, a couple months of, of missing out on a few things. Yeah. Um, it's hard to, for people to see the big picture, you know, especially I, teenagers I, and college age kids. I would expect Mark few to be able to see the big picture, but yeah, right. you know, the players, you know, I, mean, it's, I, I get I, it. I, even in the case of Mark few, it is not to, to apologize for him. But I, th I think when you're so invested in, in, in something, um, in the moment, it's pretty hard to see. Uh, um, How dare picture. you? How dare yeah. you defend him? <laughs> what kind of person are you? God damn it. Just yeah. here to play devil's advocate, man. Just here to raise <sighs> definitely, questions. Definitely devil's advocate. Yeah, literally Devil. Advocate. Literally advocating for the devil. Literally. Next thing you're going to be singing Sympathy for the Devil is your intro song. Should start feeling bad for Mark Few. Asshole. Right. Have have we sufficiently bummed everyone out about? The I think so. Bumming them out. Yeah, let's talk about happy stuff. <laughs> yeah, which should we take a into, take commercial break first, though? Eventually. Yeah, we definitely should. All right.
And we're back. You think that commercial break was just like, wash your hands. <laughs> Sing the happy birthday song twice. Sing the cougar fight song. Yeah, there's once, all sorts of fun things fine. you can sing. If you spell it out. Yeah, it's true. Do you do you have to clap during it though? That'd get kind of messy, maybe. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I think you can say. I don't think there's a law that you have to clap during the fight song. I think you can sing it without clapping. What? If you're by yourself. No way. You gotta clap. All right. Okay. This is see. This is like this is off season content right here. And then we can also have like a long discussion about. We, we are officially and abruptly in the off season. <laughs> God, we'll have to have a conversation about the long O during the song now, too, because that definitely did not exist when I was in school. Uh, I mean, that we're evolved. on the same side. on That, that evolved so. somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah, we'll have a whole episode on the long O. I have to bring Preston in because that happened should be a 30 for 30 school. investigating the long O. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it happened when Preston was in school because he does it. <sighs> So he's not that much younger than us. So it's, no, it's, but he's not that a, much younger than me. So it's like it's only like a few year difference. There's a line somewhere where that that became a thing. But anyway, happy basketball. Yeah. Well, first, uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking. This is stopped by my local beer store today. Uh, I'm drinking the Melvin Mind Bloom. Their experimental series. I haven't had a Melvin beer in a while because they were kind of naughty there for a little while. Um, I don't know if they're less naughty now, but the beer looked good. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Time kind heals of a, all wounds. I guess I don't know. It looked I good. Guess. I guess um, I don't know. Are they still are they still jerks? I don't know. They they, they haven't been in the news, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> That's true. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe who knows if that's a good thing. We don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's like like kind of a funky, Maybe they have better uh, very floral, now. very floral beer. Um, it's tasty. Yeah, I also haven't had a Melvin beer in years. Yeah, I think there's plenty of options these days. I just uh... there are, but it looked good. Forgive me for my moment of weakness. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Let me eat my Chick Fil A sandwich. <laughs> Tastes good. Can't yeah. deny it. Um, what are you drinking? I, I am. Um, well, uh, I, I took a little journey uh, earlier this week, um, but uh, um, that's why our podcast is late. Um, but I found myself at Moxa Brewing in Sac- near Sacramento and uh, picked up some beer from them. Very good brewery. Um, formal, former head brewery of Abnormal Brewing. Abnormal Beer Co., which you, if you don't know what Mox is, you probably also don't know what Abnormal is, so whatever. Um, um, so he moved and started his own brewery in uh, Rockland, California. Um, he's pretty interesting because he is of Filipino descent, and there are very few brewers in, uh, in, in the industry which are not of uh, white European descent. Um, so uh, that's that's pretty cool pretty cool tidbit there um so he's been doing a lot of the uh a lot of the hype uh styles from the get-go he's been doing the uh really thick and uh uh sweet stouts so when i was there i had a couple um uh good um they they did a uh a couple anniversary beers for confusing mostra uh coffee uh which is a coffee roaster in san diego 
Um, so they had the Mostra, uh, which I got confused when I was at the thing. When I was at the till, she's like, I was like, wait, is it Mostra? She's like, okay. She goes, Mostra is the coffee roaster. Moxa is the brewer. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. And and they're, they're not like related in any way um, other than that they use the Mostra coffee in the beer. Um, mm. So I had the fifth anniversary barrel, the barrel age fifth anniversary stout, which is a big sweet stout with like all sorts of goodies in it. And then I had the sixth anniversary unbarrel, which obviously is the one from this year. So they don't have a barrel in it. They probably are going to have the barrel age one this year, but those were good. They had a bunch of hazies. Uh, they had some uh, pa- uh, crispy boy pilsners and stuff. Um, they had a couple kind of uh, kettle sour type things, but all around some good beer. Um, uh, I, I took, they had some beer to go as well. So I got uh, one, I, I got this uh, Thirsty Eyes Hazy Double IPA. Um, it is made with Galaxy and Citra. Um, I also had, it must have been a single version of it um, last night while watching the Cougs. Um, the uh, uh, Bag of Tricks, which also was with Gal- Galaxy and Citra. Um, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty pretty solid. Um, hazy IPA. I, I I wouldn't call it like, you know, so crazy different from, you know, the Skookum one or anything. Like it's probably just like on par with that. Um, actually pretty similar to that in uh, character and body. And um, But yeah, it's, it's a solid beer. Has some cool can art. Um, and uh uh, saw a good brewery. Um, I was, I was excited to get to check them out and bring some beer home. And, um, so I wanted to have that. Um, and truthfully, my, my eyes were thirsty for some more Cougs. thought I was going to have some more Cougs today. So I thought it'd be a good beer to have thirsty eyes beer. Womp womp. But yeah, um, the reason we thought there was going to be more Cougs today is because Washington state finally <laughs> won a Pac-12 tournament game. Uh, it's almost hard to hear. It's almost hard to say it. It's so hard to believe. Yeah, it's it was it was pretty hard to believe last night. Even as they were dominating pretty <laughs> much the entire game, you're like, when is this going uh, to fall apart? They went like more than three quarters of the game leading by double digits. Yep. Like, like they went that, up by double digits about midway through the first half, and then never trailed by less yeah. than ten the rest of the way. Colorado really didn't have a shot yeah it was um pretty crazy uh uh it, i mean in terms of win probability because colorado is such a more highly rated team in Kempom, but even that uh the colorado it was about it was about 50 50 at halftime but once wsu hit those threes to start half it never dipped below like 63 percent in favor of wsu which is pretty wild like normally when you play a team that highly ranked like it's typically pretty late in the second half before the win probability finally gives in and is like yes you you are probably going to win this game like for it to be all the way up to you know 50 50 by halftime and then just climbing from there is is sort of bonkers i was hoping that uh tony miller's uh dunk uh would have brought it up to 100 percent, but it got it to 99.6 that was because that made it 7250 yeah uh, with about five minutes left um but that would have been a perfect uh moment to get so it to 100 percent. so close. Uh, but yeah it was and they went on an early run um to push it uh, uh to about what was it like 20 
27-13. And yep. then at, from that point on, uh, they uh, Colorado never got closer than 10. And in the second half, they never got closer than 12. Yeah. They had to go in a 9-0 run just to get to 12. It felt like a lot of games that the Cougs have played where they go on these runs, especially recently, um, they, they go on these runs to cut it to near single digits, but then you're still really far uh, from actually being in the game. Um, and Colorado really was never in the game after about the first, yeah, eight minutes or so. Um, it was it was all WSU, and uh, that was just fucking fun. Like to yeah. watch, really makes a difference when CJ Ellaby is just you know bombing making, everything away, making yeah. every shot he takes, and they're all threes. That that too. Yeah, it's not like his shot selection was entirely different than it has been recently. Like no, he was just he just made a lot of them. He just made them. That's that's what all it took. You know, he was hitting a ton of shots like that. You just, he's missed, you know, he missed last weekend against Arizona state. Um, and typically he hasn't shot that well. He hasn't shot that well outside of Pullman all year. Um, and so it was, it was fun to watch. Um, obviously they, they got, they got out on the break because of some turnovers a few times, had some fun, uh, fast break. Obviously the alley-oop from Noah to CJ was a highlight. Um, Interestingly enough, WSU's highlight package did not have it in there, <laughs> um, yeah. which is weird. <laughs> nah, not that big of a deal, right? Yeah, probably. I know. Potentially yeah. WSU's only alley-oop this season. I'm trying to think of another one. I can't think of another one. <laughs> I, not, not, watch... not an alley-oop dunk anyway. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. I mean, Maybe we, don't, I... we don't have that many players that can dunk in yeah. actuality. <laughs> yeah, so. especially on an oop. It's, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's like it's like CJ or Mil- CJ or Noah or Tony Miller probably is the is the list or Vova. <laughs> I'm not sure Vova could actually oh. catch an alley oop and dunk. I don't I'll think he, he gets the high enough. I'll bet he can. <laughs> I can't wait for it. The the um, what you got to get there. See the thing you got to get there with him is he's actually got to get down the floor <laughs> soon enough to catch an alley oop. Well, it's like that's if the they, issue. If if it gets turned over to the basket and the it just goes so fast coming back down the floor and he's just waiting down there. Yeah. Um, Maybe if there was like some cherry picking happening or something. Yeah. 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 But no, that was, uh, that was like shocking, right? Like, uh, I mean, I thought that they had a chance. Um, I mean, I, I texted somebody uh, associated with the program, like, Hey, I'm, I'm really glad you guys ended up with, Colorado. I feel like we've got a decent chance against Colorado on a neutral floor. Um, certainly much better than Stanford, which was the other team that we were sort of staring down. And they or are Arizona or Arizona. Arizona. Like I mean, these yeah. were the teams that were um, looking to be the bad, you know, matchups for us. And so um, to end up playing Colorado, I felt you know not not that necessarily we were going to win, but I felt like we had a, a reasonably decent chance to win and um, to you know to win so convincingly i mean just it really shows you the the power of uh you know excellent shooting really you know especially from beyond the arc i mean when you go i mean they finished 10 of 21 but at some point i i want to say it was 10 of 17 or 10 of 18 or something i think they might have missed their last two or three um yep. so to you know to, when you shoot that well from beyond the arc and you at, have two of them are four point plays yeah and you get a couple of four point <laughs> plays and um, 
you know, and they didn't they didn't shoot all that poorly on twos either. Um, they were above, I, I think, above fifty percent on twos. Seventeen and thirty four, yeah. So 50%. yeah, so yeah, so that's um, for them. That's a pretty high number. Uh, so they, you know, they just, um, you know, when you when you are doing well on twos, and, and and they also didn't shoot that many threes either. That was the other thing. Like they were they were relatively efficient on their twos. Um, really, really efficient on the limited threes that they took. I mean, when you only take 21, that's, it's not, I mean, that was what about 40% of their 40 ish percent, maybe a little less than 40% of their, of their threes, which yeah, is not that high of a number. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with that, I mean, really the only thing that held down their, uh, held down their overall efficiency was sort of a spate of turnovers. They finished with 13, which isn't a super high number, but they also, you know, had a had a couple of spots where they they turned it over too much too quickly, but um, yeah, just a really really good offensive performance. Uh, I think you know some of that. Obviously, most of that was Ellaby, but you know they got contributions from you know Gervais Robinson. You know, had a he had one of those four point plays, which was really cool. And uh, you know, so him scoring eight points on five shots is kind of where you want to be with him because you don't really want him taking more than five shots. Uh, Mark Ovetsky made all three of his attempts to, to score six points. Tony Miller scored, you know, nine points on five attempts. Um, could have been more if he could have hit a couple more free throws. Uh, you know, DJ Rodman scores six points on one field goal attempt, which was a four point play. Uh, you know, Jeff Pollard makes all three of his two pointers. So, uh, yeah, with they were, hand. yeah, with one hand. So really the only person, the only two people who didn't score more points than shots attempted was Bonton who scored 15 points on 17 shots. He had a horrible first half, a much better second half. And then Noah Williams only had two points on four attempts. So, uh, just a really good performance all around. Really impressed with Mark Ovetsky. I think that's a guy that we can really get excited about. Uh, the offense is coming around a little bit. Uh, the defense had kind of been there whenever he was in, you know, just being big, you know, altering shots, getting some rebounds, right. just getting his hands on balls, things like that. Um, and really not for his size, being surprisingly not foul prone for his size uh, yep. in general. So um, I think it helps. Really good. I think I think his lack of athleticism serves him there because he doesn't leave his feet. That's true. And, and so he doesn't get those. He doesn't like. Barrel well, into guys. As I much. think somewhere along the line, he had a good coach that taught him, look, you are so freaking big. Like you don't have to jump like for the most part. I mean, obviously to block yeah, he more shots, he would need he to jump a little bit. He wasn't credited with a block, but I'm pretty sure he had a, at least one. Block I think he had game. one. I think he had one, but you know, I mean, yeah, you they, can do a ton of things only just with, in the way. They were only credited with three blocks. I think there were three um, blocks. I think some of the steals could have been. Possibly categorizes block. Yeah, possibly. But yeah, that Markovetsky had a had a pretty emphatic dunk. His second dunk. Yeah, the first that, one was kind of wimpy. But. That little garbage time, but it was nice because he avoided two defenders. You know, he rolled. The defenders crashed on him, and he just kind of was. He was patient, kept his pivot foot, didn't travel, and just went up and kind of, you know, laid it over the rim. Like it's like it was just kind of. Uh, I think Bill Walton said, uh, you know, he's making fun of him because he probably didn't get any air or whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah. But it, hey, he, it, all you're asking for him to do right there is finish that. Yeah. Because he, he, he was open on the roll and then you have the two guys crash. He did exactly what he needed to do. 
Um, cause you actually don't even, you'd, you'd prefer him to be able to finish and not get fouled because he's not that good of a free throw shooter. Um, and it's nice to see him finish. And then his second one, he had actually had a pretty emphatic like dunk. Like, so he actually was able to jump a little bit. And, uh, and then he, of course he had that little baby hook, um, which is, end, a, yeah. it's a, you know, maybe it's like, yeah, we're winning. So, um, so, uh, uh, it, and it's you know i think there was like 20 seconds left so it's like whatever you can you can test out your baby hook blah, blah, and he hit it and it looked cool and, and maybe that's you know that's a play that he'll have in his arsenal as he gets older and but yeah it was a um you, you mentioned pollard uh again the warrior yeah. uh we've called him that before yeah. uh that it just had you could see him kind of look at his hand and shake it uh, a lot because he was just every time he had to touch the ball with that with that left hand it you know there's broken bones in there that was not feeling good oh my gosh i'm trying to imagine what that felt like like i've broken bones before it hurts really bad so and he played really well he had tough defensive assignment yeah evan Evan batty who's a big motherfucker and uh and pretty nimble at his size and um and he just played well and and you know actually played 20 minutes uh smith was joking before the game and said it was gonna be like a willis reed situation well uh willis reed played came in for got two buckets and then took came out of the game after like five minutes or whatever so yep. um that that it was definitely more than that he was rotating in and out with yep. boba and actually ended up playing more than boba yeah. i think um, they got more out of him than they anticipated to be yeah, honest he, it, it seemed yeah. like it anyway and he was active on the sideline too he was into it man he was um, it, it was fun. All the sideline shots, like they were all into it on offense and defense stuff. Well, was, and with yeah, Pollard, especially, I was going to say, you see a guy who is acutely aware of his, uh, you know, athletic mortality, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's aware that this is coming to an end and there are only so many opportunities to play. And, you know, and you referenced his tweet, which we'll, we'll get to, but, um, you know, there's only so many opportunities to play and, He's he seemed to really be relishing every single opportunity, and he's had a couple of you know a couple of injuries this year where um, you know he's been banged up, and he's you know always come back, and you know he just seemed to really be relishing the opportunity to continue to play uh, big time basketball. And and I know the other thing was with this with this tournament, you know, I mean, I know that the players legitimately believed they could win the tournament. Um, and I know that wasn't just lip service that they weren't just, Oh yeah, we, anybody can win this thing. Like, no, they, they were like looking at, I, I'm telling you, they were looking at the bracket. They were looking at, you know, who do we got to play Arizona state? Well, let's see. We beat them once. We almost beat them another time last week and we would have beaten them if CJ Allaby hadn't had like the worst game of the season. Uh, you know, and then after that you got UCLA who they beat once and probably should have beat twice or, um, or Cal, which is a team that beat them twice, but certainly felt like they should be able to beat. So, you know, three really beatable teams left to get to the championship. And then in the championship, you know, you've, you know, your, your most problematic teams are on the other side of the bracket. You would only have to play one of them. So, uh, you know, it just felt like maybe, maybe, maybe there was a chance for a crazy run. Um, and the players believed it and, you know, it was very disappointing yeah. for them to, to have that pulled out for sure. And I'm sure, you know, nobody more so than Pollard who, you know, played through so much pain to, to try and make it happen. Yeah. And, you know, I talked about his defense that obviously 
WSU shredded a very, very good Colorado defense yeah. and then also stunted a very good Colorado offense. Um, you could see their strategy. They were going to let McKinley right dribble and look for a shot all he wanted. Yep. They, they weren't going to let, they weren't going to double on him. They were going to let him go to the basket. Um, and so he ended up with 21 points, took him 17 shots. He also had five turnovers and one assist. And, um, they mentioned many times in the broadcast, McKinley Wright led the Pac-12 in assists during Pac-12 play, and he had one assist, and it didn't come until – I know at, he was shooting free throws at nine minutes left and didn't have an assist. So it didn't come until basically garbage time till he got his first assist. And uh, he was definitely harassed by uh, Noah Williams, Gervais Robinson. Um, Gervais Robinson, who I, I should mention, uh, I don't think we've mentioned yet on the podcast, who got – um, all Pac-12 honorable mention on defense. Yeah. So obviously people were recognizing his defense. Um, and he, he uh, it was basically uh, Robinson and um, Williams who kind of rotated in and out on, on right. And uh, he, you know, his stat line looks good, 24 points, nine rebounds. Um, but really, I mean, it took him 17 shots, six free throws, and five turnovers to get to 21 points. So he's that's he's had a, that's a below average efficiency. Um, and then obviously Tyler Bay, I mean he he could he had a, a you know a fairly easy night like what looked like a fairly easy 19 points. Um, but they really like were necessarily letting him get the ball as much as he could have. Um, he only got nine shots. Yeah, only 23% of possessions yeah. used. Yeah, 23%, and you would think he would be getting more. Um, they really shut down Batty, which was awesome. Um, and that's a he, guy who killed him in the first game, he, if I yeah, remember he right. he absolutely destroyed them because um, he's he, you know he's that big, wide body. Yeah, he's a um, Who's actually more athletic, even though he's kind of you know large. But, um, but, yeah, they totally shut him down. Like, he was one of seven. Uh, only two free throws, um, four points. Uh, yeah, after so Wright and Bay had forty. No one else had more than uh, seven. Some guy named Dalen Coons off the bench um, hit a couple threes or hit a three, I think, at the end. And um, but uh, you know, uh, Seward didn't get that many open looks. Uh, they were contesting all the three-point shooters. Um, I mean, Seward only took two threes. And yeah. they were pretty early, if I remember right. And that was it. Yeah, he never yep. got a chance to get off. Yeah, and that's a big guy. It, like, he's obviously a big guy, but also, also like, just to not let him get off. And then a lot of the other shooters, you know, um, like it when you saw they were, the broadcast lamented that they were not making the shots as much, but they were t- if if the only way they were getting open looks was they were three or four feet behind the three point line. Like, yeah. Uh, that was that. That would be the open looks that they had, and uh, you see a lot of guys that were over from the three point line. It was really McKinley Wright was the only guy like that was hitting threes. Um, it, really, if if it wasn't for McKinley Wright, like they would have been run off the floor even more. Um, but still, like they forced him into five turnovers. Uh, so it's uh, you know it's it 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 was a fairly impressive defensive performance. They clearly adjusted. Um, Colorado had their star player, which they did not have in the first matchup, and WSU played mag- like orders of magnitude better defense. And and they they, they they clearly had a plan, and they executed it. 
Um, definitely one of the, you know, perhaps the best all around game from the Cougs all season. Um, and like you said, they, they looked motivated and they were motivated and, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a joy to watch and I'll watch it many times throughout the off season here. They did a great job of making, so early in the game when it was kind of back and forth, uh, before WC went on their spurt, uh, Colorado was getting to the, getting to the rim a lot, either that or the free throw line. Um, they were not doing a good job keeping them away from the rim. Once uh, WC went on that run, they also at the same time tweaked something. And I'm not a coach, so I don't know exactly what they did, but they did something <laughs> that uh, an adjustment they made to keep uh, to keep Colorado out of the paint, and and it just stuck really for the rest of the game. Uh, they were they just did an exceptional job at forcing Colorado into difficult shots. Um, you know, really did a tremendous job defensive rebounding. It just was, I mean, Colorado was hopeless out there. And I think, you know, every once in a while you see this in a conference tournament game where, um, you know, a team just sort of thinks that they're going to, you know, sleepwalk to the next round, a team maybe they've already beaten once in the season. And, you know, maybe they don't play as hard as they need to or just in a funk or or whatever because, you know, you go play in this game, there's practically nobody in the arena. And uh, for them, it was really late, right? So the game was at 8.30, actually tipped off, I think, what, about 8.45, I think, Pacific time, which was, you know, 9.45, their own local time. So, you know, you're dealing with a, a really late game for those players. And, you know, they just looked kind of flat and... Um, for a team that had lost four games in a row, that that may have played into it as well going into the game. Um, but a team that had lost four games in a row, who pretty badly needed a win to shore up their uh, you know hypothetical NCAA seeding, um, you know was was kind of kind of crazy that that they didn't come with a better effort. But I think I think the Cougs had you know you know ninety percent to do with that. Um, and you know, major credit to, to Kyle Smith and, and his staff, uh, for their, for, for their coaching, for their game plan. Um, if there's one thing, you know, they are going to have a game plan and it's really only a matter of whether they execute it. Um, and more often than not this year, they've pulled it off. So, um, it was really awesome to end the season with, uh, with that kind of a, that kind of a game. I, I had a tweet at the beginning of the game. I said, please don't lose Cougs. I'm not ready for the season to be over yet. And they did, they didn't lose and, and and the season's over anyway so I'm yeah bummed. it's a real it's a real bummer yeah because I mean as we've we've said many times like this is such a lovable team yeah um I mean it literally they're was, just fun to watch play they're man. fun to watch you know obviously they're fast paced they have some interesting guys um, they work so hard defensively um, they're legitimately fun to watch defensively because you just see the work you know guys like Noah Williams and um, Tony Miller, um, and they're just kind of like spark plug type dudes that, and DJ Rodman, I love watching DJ Rodman play. That dude just is balls to the wall all the time. And, uh, he played really well against Colorado. It's interesting that it's, there's only certain teams where he would get a lot of run and they obviously felt that he had a good matchup here and he clearly did. Um, I thought he, probably could have had more points. Uh, they kind of ignored him in the first half. He was open for yeah. some threes. Um, but uh, but they found him um, in the second half for that four-point play. But uh, what a shot, by the way. He pump-faked, did a step back, and then got fouled and hit the three. 
Um, he's definitely a, a piece that'll be exciting, but we'll, we'll talk about that and maybe next podcast, but yeah, um, we got many podcasts where we could talk about the future, but yeah, so. it was, uh, yeah, this team was just fun to watch and, and we'll, we'll probably lay that out again in a future podcast. But so, yeah, it was, that, that was a bummer of it. You know, WSU finally, finally wins a PAC 12 tournament game. And like you said, um, the, this was about as good of a shakeout of a bracket for an 11 seed that you could ever find. Cause you got probably most likely you're going to play like in, you're getting a team in the quarterfinals that you've already beaten and almost, you know, took, took to the last minute at on the road. And then you probably get in a team that you've already beaten or I'm assuming UCLA beats Cal, like, although Cal has been pretty weird, whatever. So if it's UCLA, you've already beaten them. And then you took them to overtime on the road. So it's, it, you know, like you said, the, the coaching staff was thinking that. And, and so this was kind of just, you, you kind of went to bed last night with this feeling. I mean, of course, in the back of my mind, I'm sure it was in the back of yours, like, there, there, this, there might not be games tomorrow. Like it might be canceled, especially after the Rudy Gobert stuff came up. Yep. But um, uh, but yeah. So they, just it, it was it was crazy just to like think last night. Like, should they could make a run? This could be really fun. Even if it ended, you know, even if it just went one more. Even they just played tomorrow night and beat Arizona State. Like just to get two games, that would have been such a run. I I don't I don't think WSU's ever won two games in the in the conference tournament. Certainly um, not so in the modern iteration. Not in the modern one. I, I can't tell you about the one that was in the eighties and stuff. But like, uh, but but yeah, it was just uh, it 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 was just wild to think last night. Like we could beat Arizona State tomorrow night. Like I could be, I could spend my evening again, eight thirty to you know eight thirty to eleven, watching the Cougs win again. Like and and these are like you that that's what makes like even like you you can be the grumpiest about like who the automatic bid should go to blah 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 but these conference tournaments are so much fun it's because these runs these teams can go on where it's day to day like they win and they play the next day it's like we saw wyoming get to the get to the semifinals of the of the uh, mountain west uh conference tournament and they they were just horrendous and then beat a couple like pretty good teams like on the way to get into this and then like then like took Utah State like to the last you know they pushed them to the last 5 minutes or so and so that was fun to run to watch and I kept thinking about Wyoming and even though WC is a lot better than them and had already beaten a lot of these teams um but it was just like oh man they could make this run yeah like you know I I was already thinking like what if they make the run uh, they're not going to allow fans in the in the arena. Maybe like you know, Jeff and I will have to like ask for credentials from WSU so we, <laughs> we can go to the games. Yeah. Uh, and but like it, it was uh yeah it was it yeah so then today it was like it was such a bummer. It, that that may, add, add an extra layer of bummer on it is that uh, WSU doesn't get to keep going. And I know they're not alone in that. There's a lot of teams that had the same feeling. Um, especially a lot of teams you think about a school like Rutgers who is uh, going, who had the long, who has had and will continue to have the longest stretch of not going to an NCAA tournament of any power five. Yeah, How bad does team. that suck? And yeah, they're, they don't get to go to the tournament and they were going to oh. go, they were going to get an at large bid. Um, I don't feel yeah. bad for Gonzaga, but I do feel a bit bad for 
you know, them or any of the other, like the, the one bid leagues where guys, you know, I can't think of any team off the top of my head. Cause I, I didn't follow the smaller, you know, low major tournaments as closely as I normally do this year. But, um, yeah, that like, I do feel legitimately disappointed for, for those, for those schools and, you know, for the wazoo guys, like again, you know, Jeff Pollard, you know, putting it all out there to keep, uh, to keep playing, you know, as long as he could, um, you know, those guys really do put a lot of time and effort into, um, trying to be great. And I know that Kyle Smith really, uh, really pushed them really, really hard from the time they ended up on campus. And I, you know, it's not a, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not an accident that when he showed up, he said, Hey, look, you know, we'd, we'd love to have everybody stay. We'd love to have everybody stay. And then within a matter of, you know, however many months, uh, virtually all of them <laughs> left. Right. Um, you know, I mean, he was just asking them to do things they hadn't been asked to do before. Um, it, certainly not under Ernie Kent. So, uh, you know, he's a tough coach. He asks a lot out of his players, but his players respect him and like him. And, you know, yeah, that's guys, what you could see. They really year. played so they, hard for they each did, other. They responded so much, and even in this game, when just when you were watching, just the the bench was standing almost the whole time. Like it was yeah. just, and and you see that, and they very clearly um, like respect and and probably love Kyle Smith, and 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 you know you watch the when they sing the you know the the Pullman song after which is you know be, that became like public knowledge midway through the year and now yeah. they, now now it was okay for WSU to share it after every win which is you know the we're from Pullman freaking Pullman and it, so it's so it's 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 so cool like this this kind of bond that Kyle Smith brings with his leadership and then Pollard was just um you know we 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 poke at poke fun at his uh shortcomings but um, we have before, but obviously, um, like, I, I think he was above and beyond our expectations this year of what he could do, yeah. particularly def- defensively. Um, and, and, and he was, he was given such a more, uh, a bigger, uh, responsibility, um, on both ends of the floor this year than he's ever had. And, um, he's a big reason why the team was better. Um, and then he just, you know, playing with all like, you know, going to the hospital and coming back and coming into a game, right? You know, like play, like, this is like movie shit, you know, playing with a broken hand, playing 20 minutes in a, in a Pac-12 tournament game with a fucking broken hand. Um, I did want to read his, uh, his tweet, which is probably the, I, obviously Noah Williams was very mad. He, he had kind of a, um, bit of a pissed off tweet, which I don't blame him, but, uh, and then we obviously, um, um, uh, you you may know better. I pronounce his name than I do, but John Andrzejczyk, uh Andrzejczyk, Andrzejczyk was pretty. Um, uh, he tweeted that you know he felt like we could make a run, um, and then uh, Pollard tweets, uh, "No way!" After fighting through everything this team has been through, and which we've went through that and we go through that again. But I understand why. But losing another chance to fight my for my brothers hurts me so bad can't believe it um yeah that's like he sums it up you know like that's like this has got like he he went out and played 20 minutes with a broken hand yesterday so he could extend his college career yep and then it's it's you know he he can't do it like it's something totally out of his control 
Um, and, and that was real that, that you feel for those guys, obviously we, we mostly, you know, have contact with the WSU players, so we feel for them, but this is a, a position that a lot of players are in. Um, that's why you've seen, you know, there, there's a bit, there's a quite a bit of emotion from people like you're watching ESPN and, and watching Twitter and stuff, um, for the, the, the players in particular, there, there's a different emotion, um, for these players than you get for the NBA, uh, you know, the professional teams, because, because of the limitation of, of how long they can play. Right, and, yeah. And, the eligibility thing is, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so yeah, Jeff Pollard is done, man. Like, he's and, done. And, and, and like you said, his basketball player is over. And, and, and his, you know, his time with WSU is over. Like, it's not like he can sign on for another contract and, and come back and play in Pullman next year. Um, you even saw people going as far as even for the basketball players, giving them another elig- year of eligibility. That would um, which be are, stupid. <laughs> but, but they're already saying that. They're, but they're, they are saying it, which for the spring sports, which wouldn't be that crazy. That makes think. sense. Yeah. But, yeah, basketball, it's like, oh, well, they play the entire season. <laughs> like it's, yeah, like, uh, no. Uh, no. But um, yeah, maybe you can bring them back for the postseason next year if you want. <laughs> yeah, um, there we go. You got to sit out the whole year, but you can play in the postseason. Yeah, but yeah. So um, again, I, I I've been trying to shower Jeff Pollard with praise and love for the last few weeks because I um we we've kind of in the middle of the season probably gave him a lot of shit, um but uh but he uh he definitely was a big reason why yeah. the Cougs were better this year. I mean, really limited basketball player there's no arguing that but a really really important piece on that team um and i think i think it can be both you know you can talk about a guy who you know has you know really just about two moves under the basket and isn't a good rebounder and you know i mean all the other things that he's not but at the same time you can also talk about you know how uh not having him against the arizona schools it was extremely clear how important he was to that defense uh, you know, and, and, you know, maybe it was as much just not having another competent big body to put, to put in there. Right. Cause you went from having, um, him playing, you know, 30 plus minutes and, you know, Vova maybe playing, you know, five to 10 to, you know, Vova playing 20 to 30 and Tony Miller, <laughs> all six foot six, 200 ish pounds of him, uh, you know, playing center. So, um, they just didn't have enough big bodies, uh, you know, down low, particularly after Deion James went down, you know, five games into the season or whatever it was. And so, you know, when you took Pollard out of there, you went, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it was kind of a mess. And, and you know, I, I, Ernie Kent, uh, you know, is kind of a, a dipshit on a lot of levels. But uh, but the one thing he did say that I think, uh, you know, I was inclined to roll my eye out a little bit. Uh, roll my eyes out a little bit, but um, I think, you know, did become clear through this year is just that, you know, Jeff Pollard's kind of the heart and soul. He's a heart and soul kind of guy. And, uh, you know, again, it's an easy thing to poke fun at, but, um, but there, there's something to it. There's definitely something to it with certain guys and he's that kind of guy. Uh, you know, he, you know, appears to organize the defense. He's always in the right spot, whether he can make the athletic play or not, you know, is, is sometimes a little bit hit and miss, but, but you know he he's always going to be in the right spot, and he's always gonna. You can rely on him. You can count on him. And um, you know, as as a player, there's really something to be said for knowing that your teammate is gonna be in the right spot. 
and gonna I mean we saw you know we watched a football defense this fall where uh, you had 11 guys who clearly did not trust that their teammates were going to be in the right spot uh, or doing their job in the right way Um, Jeff Pollard was definitely that guy and again you could tell the genuine affection that um, his teammates had for him and he had for them and uh, just the whole story of him coming back to Pullman after having opportunities to grad transfer, um, you know, not really knowing what what it was going to be like. I mean, you had a brand new coach. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, that thing, I mean, we know now it's all, you know, sunshine and rainbows and everybody loves each other. But, you know, I mean, it could have been bad. It could have gone terribly. He could have, you know, clashed. With, I mean, I don't know. Jeff Pollard probably doesn't clash with anybody. I mean, he liked Ernie Kent, so <laughs> he probably likes everyone. But. Uh, you know, it may have gone sideways with, with Kyle Smith or it might have been a bad season. So, I mean, there was nothing guaranteed there and um, just a really, just a cool story. And, you know, we love those. And, um, you know, even though it didn't end maybe the way they wanted it to, uh, you know, they did, they accomplished a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, you know, if, if Kyle Smith is, is still here in five years, uh, you know, we're going to look back at this team as setting that foundation and, and Jeff Paul would be a big part of that with, you know, the games that they won in the Pac-12 and winning a Pac-12 conference game and finishing with a, you know, they didn't finish with a losing record or winning record, but they, they finished with a non-losing record for the first time in whatever, nine years, eight years. Um, so that's, I mean, that's nothing to turn your nose up at when you've been where Wazoo has been. So, you know, it's, it's not all bad. And I suspect with the passage of time, they'll um, definitely be able to appreciate what they accomplished. Yeah, and I just I, I want to give some uh, love to Javay Robinson. Yeah, as well. um, absolutely. I, I found myself I was rewatching the game this afternoon, and and I was getting uh, the word I used on the Kook Center chat was wistful for Javay Robinson, who I never honestly thought um, you know coming into the season when I, I you and I thought he was going to barely play. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, if Jalen Shed plays, he, he he might not may well yeah. have not played a lot. So, but yeah, like like I said before, he, you know, he, he turned into a hell, heck of a defensive player, especially considering his size. Like he was guarding uh, guards that were typically bigger and more athletic than he was. He is, and so it was. Um, he definitely just like Pollard, he had a very clear, limited um, offense, but uh, he had some big games within that. Um, I think his three point shooting at times was a, a bit of a surprise and, and he had some, uh, there's some games where his three point shooting was huge. Um, and he was good enough at it that he defenses had to pay attention to that. Um, I mean, he ended up not, shooting 34% from three, which isn't good, but also isn't a disaster. Also pretty good this year in the, in the first year moving that line back. I think it was, yeah. it was it, probably a little better than, and then what you'd expect, um, but yeah, like he he was solid. Um, uh, obviously, getting that praise from having honorable mention defensive, uh, um, just he turned into uh, just a, a great Kyle Smith player when he was an Ernie Kent recruit. But he was a, a great Kyle Smith player because he could um, play defense on the perimeter and 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 uh, yeah, he he just he 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 had a, he had a great last game himself. Like we mentioned, like he was very efficient. Um, I think he had a big bucket that, uh, stopped Colorado's, uh, he obviously had that four point play, which is huge. And I kind of pushed the lead to a, to a double digit margin at the, uh, in the first half, but he also had a big bucket that stopped Colorado's nine Oh run off the inbounds, uh, made a tough layup. Um, so he, it, and, and I think he played some pretty good defense, you know, um, 
McKinley Wright uh, is rarely defended well, truthfully. Um, so you can't expect him to like be shut down. But um, he played some good defense. And like I said, they they limited him from being a creator he, for others. He was only a creator for himself. And uh, Robinson and, and Williams and were a big part of that. But I think um, I think uh, having that senior guy um, busting his ass is always is always a good sign for the younger kid, the younger guys on the team. Um, uh, Gervais just seemed to always have a great attitude, and and he had some great moments this year as well. Um, it, it I'm glad he got the chance to try to show out on a senior night. It didn't work out the way he wanted, but. Um, I think it would have been better if Bontem was there, but uh, but you know he 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 had some good moments this year, um, particularly defensively. And uh, again, like you said, he laid a foundation, kind of proved that uh, that you can you can turn guys into these defensive like guys. Uh, I, I think we did like when we were looking at the team, we're like Gervais one of the more defensive inclined players when Smith was coming in, so we figured he would stick around. But uh, he turned out to be a pretty solid defender, especially given that what he's like six two yeah. is what they say he is, and like you know one ninety or whatever. Like so, he's not a big guy, um, but he plays some damn good defense. I think he's kind of a you know, him and Pollard are similar. I think Pollard's a little more noticeable because he's a big man and scores a bit more. But um, but yeah, I, otherwise you know him like Gervais and Pollard, um, the guys that came back. Uh, to play their senior year at WSU when they lost their original coach, um, both deserve some praise to get to get uh, get us to that sixteen and sixteen record. I know a lot of other programs would scoff at that, but um, just uh, to, to and and just and then they bounced back from having a really shitty end to the season, um, broken up by the UW win. But otherwise, it, it was it was bad. They were it was bad coming into this. Um, to this uh, tournament game, and and they both played their butts off, and along with a lot of the other team, the players on the team, and and WCU got a good result out of it to finish the season, uh, a win in the uh, in the last college, the last full college basketball game of the year. Yeah, not too many people get to say that, right? Like almost every team makes it to their conference tournament. I mean, there are still some conferences that you know eliminate some of their bottom teams, but. You know, for the most part, if you if you finish your season with a win, you're holding up a trophy. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. So um, these guys got to finish their season with a win, even though uh, you know they didn't didn't necessarily get to hold a trophy. So I mean, that's well, it's kind of a cool deal. Not only did they finish their season with a win, they finished the entire NCAA season. Yeah, with I mean that a makes win. us national champs. Obviously, we are national championship. National because the team State. that wins the last game wins the championship. That that's how it's worked every other season I've I've uh, watched. Yeah, I think that's the unwritten rule for sure. Yep. So twenty twenty national champs. Print Wazoo. the shirts. Print them up. Print them up. <laughs> we finished one twenty seven in Ken Palm. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. good, and, and I think most. Uh, most remarkable was number eighty three in defense. Yeah. Um. Well, that that's a hell of a, like you're talking. They were two eighty four yeah. last year. Yeah. Two hundred spots improved. And as we mentioned, they dropped on offense, but there's a couple of things. One, Robo Franks went went you know graduated. So that I I guarantee like they finished one eighty two in offense. 
with what Ernie had coming back, I don't really believe that they would have been any better than that. No. And and given that Kyle no. Smith barely focused on offense at no. all for the fir- you know, for the first half of the season. Yeah. Um I think we can kind of forgive the offense, but man, just to just immediately come in and improve 200 on defense. Yeah, the, the way, this is a defensive squad to finish 127. We again, we can go we'll we'll have a a full uh, breakdown. Yeah, I'm sure season. we'll tear all this down eventually, but 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 what's but, remarkable mean, just, is how they got there, right? Like yeah. you look at some of the peripheral numbers and you just go like, oh my gosh, like, you know, the improvement in, I mean, the, the, you know, shooting defense got better, not like insanely better, but it got better. But like the turnovers, the defensive rebounding, um, those two things in particular defensively, like really were the catalyst for, for such a, an insane improvement. I mean, it, for people to realize to go from 284 to 83, I mean, that's 200 spots. Okay. That's a huge jump, but um, to try and contextualize it a little bit, um, that's 12 points per 100 possessions better. A typical game has like 70 possessions. So you're talking like they were, what, like nine points better per game, essentially, per 70 possessions. Uh, that's insane. That is such an improvement. Um, it's a, that, That's kind of hard to wrap your brain around. So, yeah, Kyle Smith, the God. I uh, hope he sticks around as long as he wants. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm super excited about next year for sure. I do wish I was watching the Cougs take down ASU instead of talking to you. Me too, man. Me too. But, oh, well, I guess we'll be watching, uh, I don't know, reruns of games on TV. That'd be my guess what they're going to do. I know I have a, I have an entire DVR full of games that I've never watched. So I don't know, maybe I'll go watch some Hawaii games, check out, you know, the run and shoot. That's probably a good idea. Go back and watch any of the coup games I have recorded. I don't have that many recorded though. Cause I don't have PAC 12 network on YouTube TV. So yeah, I've been, uh, I've been going through and, and all the full, like the, the original recordings of the broadcast. I'll, I'll look through the, the, the menu and try to find when they replay it. And so I get the 90 minute one instead of like my, my, it just to make sure it records overtime. My, my yeah. DVR always records like three hours for a yeah. basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, it's nice to get the 90 minute one. Although it did, I noticed the one today it skipped. Um, it was like, uh, like 12 to eight and then suddenly it was 27 to 15. So <laughs> skipped a few things. Uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it was a it was a fun game to uh I'm glad that we got that before all the all the bad news rolled in. Yeah. And uh um you get to yeah, end the fun. year with a smile. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh also yeah, to to flip a game where a team smacked you around the first time and just smack them around the second time. Yep. I was I was kinda mad that they Colorado hit that garbage time three. Eighty two sixty five. I know. I'm thinking like, oh man, I wanted to win by twenty. That would have been. Yeah. That would have really improved our Ken Palm ranking. But oh well. <laughs> oh well. But yeah, one twenty seven from from uh, two oh seven. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. I think we've covered. Man, it. this feels. This is a. It's a weird. Uh, it's a weird, uh, weird time. I just yes, found out is. the uh, Point Defiant Zoo is closing for the rest of the month. So, 
I don't, I don't know if my kid's going to be able to leave the house. So she's probably going to go crazy. Man. I know. I'm hoping I don't kill my children over the next so six luckily, weeks. Luckily, her grandpa was in town <laughs> on, on Monday and took her to the zoo for four hours. So <sighs> hopefully she got her fill. I hope so. I've certainly never spent that much time with her. With her <laughs> so um, hopefully she got her fill and uh. Uh, she'll be fine. Yeah, this is this is going to be like summer vacation, except without the sunshine, because like by the end of summer vacation, I'm usually ready to go back to school just because I've been around my children every day for two months. But um, uh, this one, this one's going to be worse. So hopefully the weather, the weather's been OK. So hopefully the weather holds out for most of it, because if it rains and they're like inside and I, I, I might murder somebody. Metaphorically, yeah. of course. Because I love my children. murder. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, actually murder my children. So, all right. Well, this has been podcast versus everyone. Yeah, and uh, it feels so final, but we're still going to have an episode for you every week. Yes, we are. I don't know what we'll talk about, but we will find something. Maybe we'll have all to right. fire up the uh, everyone in sixty machine again. Yeah, I think so. Start with the UCLA game. <laughs> no, oh, wait. Are you talking about the 1988 UCLA game? <laughs> no, we have to get to this. No. Uh, no. Okay. One last thing. One last the thing. The 1988 UCLA game where WSU went on the road. On and the road. The number one team in the country. Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman is currently losing to the 2012 Apple Cup. God. Although. Neck, oh no, because I vo- there's a check mark because that's the one I voted for. Recency okay, so yeah, bias is a hell of a thing, man. Yeah, it's insane. It's a, it might be an insurmountable lead, too. 50 almost 52 percent to 40 almost 48 percent. That's um, you got the old heads getting mad, but man, that 2012 Apple Cup, I get it. It's a lot. I mean, it was fun, but like, I mean, come on, like, you know, you go on the road and beat the number one team in the country. I mean. Like, get real. Like, that's incredible. And I've watched, so Pac-12 Network has a little, you know, like a one or two hour retrospective on that particular game. Um, And I've watched that. And so, like, for me, 1988, I was definitely, I was 11. And I was definitely 100%, you know, Husky fan at that point. So I was barely aware of the existence of that game, you know, up until the point at which I became a Coug. And so, but now I'm like, yeah, like, that's incredible. That's so cool, you know, to watch the, you know, watch the little Pac-12 Network production of it and just think like, yeah, that's amazing. And then to see it getting basically its ass kicked in a Twitter poll is like, come on, man. I know old people, the old people, if they ran that poll on Facebook, maybe, uh, maybe 1980. Yeah, if, if you put it, if you put it on our, like, diehard Cougs, um, which my sister affectionately refers to as diehard boomers. Um, okay not so i don't know though i mean they're like 100 percent. they are like full-on apple cup people they might just go with the apple cup but yeah it's i i don't know like it's it's you beat a a six win uw team or you beat the number one team in the country a team that wsu had not often beat up until that point um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so uh, if you uh, if you want any, any directive from this podcast, go to 
go to Nick Rolovich's Twitter account. It's gonna actually by the time you've listened to this, it's gonna be it's gonna be too late because there's only seven hours left on the vote. I know. Um, but uh, well, if you didn't vote, then I'm if you voted for 2012 Apple Cup, I'm very disappointed in you. Super disappointed. Um, hopefully, it, it makes this miraculous comeback while everyone is sleeping. It's and it's gonna need a miracle. There's 2,000 votes and it's behind by three percent. So. I don't know what's that work out to. Uh, three hundred votes, I think. I don't know. It's late, and I'm an English teacher. Yeah. Six hundred votes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not six hundred. That'd be thirty percent. So it's actually not that many votes. But um, I just don't think anyway. It's it's uh, almost ten thirty. And the, so the next seven hours are just while people are sleeping. <laughs> so I don't think it's going to make. The I don't think back. so either. I think it's going to be over by the time, uh, by the time everybody gets this. So damn it. Cougs. Yeah. Jim Moore is definitely offended. Oh yeah. I saw he's all over in the, in the mentions. Come on. It was UCLA on the road. The Bruins are number one in the country. Troy Aikman was their QB. I don't think we've ever beaten a number one before or since. And then That's later, true. They have not. Good Lord, fellow Cougs. Chris Dyko, one of the greatest Cougs ever, was on the O-line that gave Richie Swinton room to run and help us post the biggest upset in school history. Love the 2012 Apple Cup, but this matchup is an easy call for 1988 win at UCLA. Where's Holly Weird Coog when you need him? Oh, man. We need that guy. I hope He'd he be listens to the podcast. He hasn't come yeah, to Coog he... Center in forever either. Yeah, he'd he'd be schooling uh schooling some folks. <laughs> I know. You can tell them all about it in a one thousand word series of tweets. It'd be great. It's probably why he's not on Twitter. Maybe. <sighs> all right. Well, follow us on Twitter and subscribe and all that good stuff. Get rate five stars. Leave five us a star. review. We like five stars. Send us an email. Podcast yeah. versus everyone at gmail.com. I have a feeling we're going to have to start pumping the emails uh, a little bit more. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> podcast versus everyone. We might have to start doing this up top. Yeah, podcast. I think we're going to have to. <laughs> podcast versus everyone at gmail.com. Send us questions. Yeah. We will start answering them on the air. Promise. Because we, on the air or whatever you call on the digital, whatever. Digital uh, recording. On the, on the bites. Yeah. Um, and uh, because honestly, we need it. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to need it. Send it. Send us your ideas on things to talk about. That'd be good too. Yeah, or or questions, which is basically the same thing. Like I said earlier today on Slack, I was like, you know, I'm I'm really thinking about like hate listening to sports radio over the next few weeks just to see how bad it gets with literally nothing to talk. Like I don't like listening to sports radio for the most part anyway. I listen to you know I have selected podcasts like I think probably you do as well but um you know I'm just I'm just wondering what in the hell they're going to talk about and I'm I'm so curious like 2 weeks from now when there haven't been games of in any sport for 2 weeks nothing has happened like what are they going to be talking about I'm I'm legitimately Curious, and I was like, okay, I guess we'll find out who the really creative people are. Um, we're going to find out pretty quick. I think that you and I are not very creative, so we're definitely going to rely on uh, other people to help us out here. <laughs> okay, before we go. <laughs> what I now? This, I just refreshed my Twitter, and somebody retweeted. 
um there's there's a picture of like at a at a Safeway and the clean rainbow kale organic uh is totally gone and then the person says only in San Francisco would people panic by organic kale <laughs> Oh my gosh. I didn't even talk about this earlier. I went to Costco today. Good Lord. My God. You would think the apocalypse was coming. Better stock up on everything. Ah! What the hell are what the hell are these people doing with the fucking cache of toilet paper they have? <sighs> no, I was going for a run today and I was running through the Proctor district and there is uh there's these people with it. They were they were obviously coming from the grocery store, uh, um, looked like Men Market or something in, in the Proctor District, and uh, they were carrying a normal package of toilet, just one. And I pointed to them. I was running, running. I said, "I said, uh, uh, precious goods," and they laughed. They're like, "Yeah, you better watch out." And like, I was like, "Black Market." Uh, I, I kind of almost like stopped at Met Market just to see, but hey, man, I I was running. Um, I didn't know if I had, I. Uh, if they have Apple Pay um, for my watch, but uh, but yeah, so it's, it's it's I don't know I don't I don't get the buying cases of bottled water and toilet paper thing. Uh, well, like the toilet paper one, I'm like I, I like I guess like if you get quarantined or something and you need toilet paper, yeah, but like usually I mean, maybe. you buy two two weeks worth of toilet paper when you buy toilet paper, right? right? And I mean that like the industrial size toilet paper at Costco like lasts. You know, I don't know, like plenty of time, <laughs> like I don't I'm I'm trying to think. I think we buy one every couple of months and yeah. we've got five people in our house. So I don't know. And you know, it was funny. So, you know, this uh, yesterday I was like, oh, we need more toilet paper. I went downstairs to where we stored the toilet paper and we didn't have any more. And I went, shit. And because I knew what the situation was at Costco, too. I'm like, I can't just go to Costco and buy more toilet paper. But then I went out to our garage and was looking for something else and then discovered um, some toilet paper that we moved with us like four years ago that never got moved inside. So there's like six rolls of toilet paper in the garage. So we're good. We're good. We got lots of toilet paper now. I don't know. Six rolls doesn't sound like a lot for a family of yeah, five. It's going to, it's going to last us at least a week or two. So I think we're okay. By that time, Costco like, will have more. Yeah. Well, I hope I either that or I'm going to be I've, on Craigslist looking for black market toilet paper. Yeah. I think we all will. Yeah, obviously, some <laughs> someone's holding. Someone's holding. Someone man. is. They, someone like, stockpiled it all. We're gonna be spending like they're they're gonna be the smart ones. We're gonna be spending hundreds of dollars for like four rolls of toilet. Pretty paper. soon, someone's gonna be standing on the corner with like stacks of toilet paper, going toilet paper for sale. Yeah. What if I just was running by that lady and snatched the toilet paper out of her <laughs> hand and just kept just running? Kept I'm like, running. You can't catch me. <laughs> I'm doing an eight-minute mile pace right now. You can't, I know you can't run that fast. You can't fast. run that fast. See you later. Ha-ha. <laughs> That's what it's going to come down to. We're going to be, like, stealing toilet paper from each other. People are going to be breaking into houses, holding at gunpoint. Where's your toilet paper? <laughs> I need to wipe my ass right now, okay? We're going to be taking a lot of showers. <laughs> Just... it's be well, like, took a shit. Time gonna, to take a shower. It's going to be like, again. jump right in the shower. Just... Just get, oh dear God! Pull, pull the head down, just right point directly. Get it, get taken care of. Hopefully, you got one of those shower heads that you can actually take off the, you know, and yeah. just, you know, 
Oh my God. This podcast gone off the rails, Craig. No, uh, we pro tip. What we did is just in case we bought the, uh, like the, the moistened wipes. Yeah. The flushable whatever, wipes. Like the flushable wipes. Yeah. They had lots they of do, those at Costco. They, they do say right on them only flush one at a time. So you'd have to like wipe. And if that didn't take care of it, flush. you got to flush and then wait <laughs> sitting on the toilet and then flush the like, you know, <laughs> could be a process, but Hey, Better than having better than not poopy, having any. a poopy butt, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Stop hoarding toilet papers. You. Fuck yeah, us. if that's you, screw you. Fucking, you're the us. problem. Buy a normal amount. God. All right. <laughs> Okay. I, I think the podcast was already over, but we got some bonus content. Yeah. Y'all got bonus poopy butt content. <laughs> Wiping your ass content. Oh, my God. We're up to an hour and 40. Golly. Yeah, we should go. Go Cougs, Craig. Go Cougs. <laughs>